The curly hair gang. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to another Curly Hair Gang podcast featuring Chandler Anderson and Cole Norris and another very special guest. Hey, it's Chandler here. And Cole right over here beside him. And we are the The Curly Curly Hair Gang. Gang. All right, Cole. So um, today we have a very special guest. Um, Cole, why don't you tell the audience who it is? Uh, yes. This guest I've known, I don't know, uh, close to my whole life probably. Uh, his name is Caleb Norris. Why don't you all give Caleb a warm welcome? Come on out, Caleb. Caleb! 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 Yeah. Hey, Caleb, how you doing? Why don't you talk to the people real quick? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. How you doing, people? We're doing good! Woo! They're just happy to be here. Even though the guest is subpar. All right, Caleb. Well, um, let's get right into it. So, um, what are you currently doing for a living? I am uh, I am the youth pastor at Olivet Cumberland Presbyterian Church in Savannah, Tennessee. When you first heard your little brother was the host of a hit podcast, what was your initial reaction? It was hard at first, um, you know, when he wouldn't return my calls and it was hard to to get an interview lined up um, because he had just gotten so big that he'd sort of forgotten about me. But uh, I've learned to to sort of cope with the idea that my little brother is always going to be more famous than me. And maybe one day I just hope that he doesn't doesn't forget me. You know, it's kind of sad, actually. Caleb, do you think that Cole has already forgotten Kylie? I, I don't know. You'll have to ask Cole. Who? Have you already forgotten Kylie? I don't know who that is. Your sister. Oh, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> I did not forget about her. Very nice. So, um, <laughs> uh, I hear you are studying to be a minister at Memphis Theological Seminary. Can you tell us more about that, please? Sure, I uh, I am getting my master's degree at Memphis Theological Seminary. It is a master's of divinity, which is the degree that you pursue when you want to be ordained in the church and be a minister. Um, we take all kinds of classes. We take uh, Greek classes, uh, biblical Hebrew classes, theology classes, uh, ministry classes, which teach you how to to love and serve the people that you minister to and just lots of different stuff. It's, it's about a three and a half year program and I'm, I'm two years into it. So about another year and a half and then I'll be, um, have my degree. Is it true that you're allergic to sunscreen? Yes, that's true. I'm allergic to sunscreen. How do you handle that? How do I handle like being outside without sunscreen? How do you handle being allergic to sunscreen? Um, well, I have a big hat that I wear when I'm outside and it, it protects me from the sun most of the time and, um, just try not to be outdoors a whole lot. Uh, occasionally I'll, I'll wear a long sleeve shirt when it's hot outside just to prevent being sunburned. Um, 
because sunscreen, ever since I was a little kid, if you put even just a little bit on me, my whole body would uh, break out in itchy hives. So just can't do it. Not good. Sounds like a uh, terrible thing to be allergic to. So, um, Caleb, you're the most talented musician we've ever met. So who taught you to play guitar and um, the harmonica? Wow, that's, that's very kind, Chandler. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I've been playing guitar for, oh, goodness, probably 10 years, 10 or so years now. Uh, I learned the guitar. I learned how to play the guitar by myself on the Internet. And um, YouTube mostly was what taught me how to play guitar. And harmonica, I really just sort of picked it up one day and messed around with it until I sort of could understand what people are doing. And so I guess you could say I just sort of started playing harmonica. I've only been playing harmonica for about two or three years, actually, though. So We've heard uh, stories of your legendary work on mission trips. We were wondering how many you've gone on, if, and if you could tell us a little bit about them. Oh, gosh. I've, um, hmm... I don't know how many mission trips I've been on. I've been on several. I would guess maybe 10 or 12, something in that arena. It's Compared to some people, it's not a lot at all. But, um, yeah, I would say like anywhere from 10 to 15 mission trips, uh, anywhere from just different, different states. Or I've been to several different countries to do mission work as well. So um, it's always a blessing. I really enjoy doing mission work. I like to... Um, meet new people that I never would have had the chance to meet if I wasn't on a mission trip. And I like to, I really, really enjoy mission trips where you get to build something or create something that will be there even after you're gone. Uh, and those are really great memories thinking back to the things that we've done over there that uh, are still standing today. So um, where was your favorite place that you've done mission work? Uh favorite place well the most unique i'd have to say was probably cape town um which is a, a city in south africa we we flew over there three years ago we flew over there to um to do some mission work we spent i think 10 days over there uh working with a uh, church in cape town um it was about a 20 hour flight to get over there so that part was not fun um but it was beautiful. It was one of the most beautiful countries I've ever seen. Uh, as far as in the United States, I would say this is a tough one. We took a mission trip to New Orleans when I was in high school, and I really, really had a lot of fun on that one, so I might have to say that one. Now to lighten the mood a little bit, uh, a less serious question. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? I'd probably I'd probably fight a hundred duck-sized horses because horses really the only thing that about them that scares me is how big they are and they scare me because they can kick you and trample you and I feel like if they were the size of ducks they wouldn't be able to trample me very well or kick me really I don't think the kicks would hurt too bad from a duck-sized horse um, 
on the flip side a horse-sized duck is literally the stuff of nightmares for me i can't imagine being pecked at by a duck that is the size of a full-grown horse so that's an easy choice for me i'd have to fight the 100 duck-sized horses now i have a joke for you are we not gonna do audience questions yeah but we're switching it up a little bit did you know the first french fry was not fried in france no any guess to where it might have been um memphis no it was fried in greece (laughs) (laughs) you're so funny (laughs) thank you now any questions from the audience another quick hand up from the same woman Janai here again. Hi, Caleb. Big fan. Uh, My question is, you're a pastor, right? Um, What was, like, your backup job if the pastor didn't work out? That's a good question. That's an excellent question. Um, Well, I, I felt called to ministry. I actually, believe it or not, I actually, um, accepted a call to ministry here at Bethel at CPYC when I was a senior in high school. Um, and I had been thinking about it for a long time, and it was always sort of just this idea that, you know, ministry seems like a lot of fun. I really love all the ministers that I've met. I, I think I would love to do this, but I struggled with, like, I don't know if, if I'm called because I, I didn't really know what that word – that seemed like a big thing. Um, and, you know, I hadn't heard God's voice or anything saying, you know, that calling me to ministry. Um but when I finally decided to pursue ministry, it was more so just this idea that I, I really did feel like that was where my life needed to head uh, in that direction. And the faithful thing to do was to be to pursue it. And so I've been doing that, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, but to answer your question, I went to college at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, and I got my degree in business management. So. Um, if, if the ministry thing doesn't work out, I would love to own my own business. Um, hopefully something that can help fight poverty um, in some way. I'm not sure if it would be a nonprofit or, or some type of uh, business where you, know, you sell things and maybe for every item you sell, you give back to the community somehow. I'm not sure that would work. But I think that if, if uh, full-time ministry doesn't work out, I would like to, to get involved in, in the business world somehow. So thank you for that question. Great question. A question from producer Ty himself. Hello, Caleb. How did you discern your call? All right. You guys are asking the, the deep personal questions today. Um, well, I, for as long as I can remember, even when, well, when I was a little kid, when I would meet a minister for the first time or talk to my pastor at my hometown church, which is Harmony Cumberland Presbyterian Church, um, I always, yep, we got, we got one in the audience here from Harmony. Shout out to Harmony. I also went to Harmony. Yes. Cole Norris also grew up at Harmony CP Church. Yes, great church. Harmony's a great little church. Um, but I always just looked at ministers and saw saw role models and mentors and, and thought that um, it would be just amazing to be able to do that for a living, to, to get a paycheck, to be able to do what they do. 
Um, and then I met BJ at Winchester CP, who became one of my best friends and, and has done so much for me and has loved me so greatly that it made me want to love young people um, and serve them the way that uh, ministers and pastors have served me when I was their age. Um, but there really was not one big moment of discernment. There was really not one moment when, you know, I had this Holy Spirit uh, enlightenment moment where I knew that this was what I was destined to do. Um, it was really more so just an idea that there had been a little voice in the back of my head for a long time telling me to be a minister. and. I sort of started to realize that maybe sometimes God doesn't talk to us in a big, sudden voice, but can talk to you in a little voice in the back of your head for a long time. Um, and so uh, take that all up to my senior year at CPYC 2013, six years ago, and there was a sermon um, at worship one night about how each and every one of us is good enough to do what God is calling us to do. We don't have to feel inferior. And we don't have to feel like we are not um, up to the task because God is going to equip us for whatever God wants us to do with our lives. And that is what really gave me the strength and the confidence that I needed to take the next step in my call to ministry. Thank you very much, Producer Ty. Great question. Any other questions? Um, you lead us... You lead us singing in worship, and I was just wondering if you have a favorite song to sing in worship. Wow, great question. Um, I have a lot of favorite songs. Lord, I Need You has always been one of my favorite songs. Um, Good, Good Father, which we haven't sang this week yet, but uh, Good, Good Father by Chris Tomlin I've always loved. And then really... Uh, the enjoyment that I get from, from every song that we perform usually comes from how much you all enjoy it. And so, you know, when we play songs like Reckless Love and, and, and Oceans and songs like those that I know most of you know and love, that makes me love them when, when we can perform a song and almost not even hear ourselves singing it because the, the congregation is singing it so loudly. Those are the, the really, really fun ones to play. Um, so I would say Lord, I Need You is probably my favorite. And then Come As You Are, the song where I get to play harmonica, I enjoy that one too. That's a lot of fun. Thank you for your question. Uh, Caleb, I have a question. Since we are at the Cumberland Presbyterian Youth Conference and you said that uh, you are a youth pastor, what is your um, favorite Bible story and your favorite Bible verse? That's another good question. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I've, gone, I've gone around so many times choosing uh, Bible verses that I would like to call my favorite um, but right now I'd have to say that there's a, a verse out of Romans chapter 8 um, that basically says that there is nothing, you know, neither life nor death nor angels nor demons nor anything else that can separate us from the love of God. And that um, it has been one of the guiding verses that's helped me in tough times and in times when 
Uh, I feel like God is not very close to me because the truth is, even when you, even even people that are called to ministry, uh, it, it's not like we have some button we can push and, and be close to God. You know, uh, there are a lot of times in in all of our lives when God just doesn't feel that close, and so that's a verse that I really enjoy. Uh, Bible story. Hmm. I really, really like any time uh, that Jesus wins an argument with somebody. I, I really enjoy picturing that in my head and picturing uh, the crowd and how shocked they were. Uh, one of my absolute favorite stories is is uh, the paralytic uh, that Jesus healed, where the crowd was so uh, was so thick and was pressing in on Jesus so much in a house that his that the man's friends dug a hole in the roof and let him down. And I always wonder who the owner of the house was <laughs> that just had his roof destroyed. Um, we don't hear from him in the story. I would like to see how he reacted, uh, but hopefully he reacted with joy knowing that his roof was destroyed for a decent reason that a man could be healed. Um, but just thinking about how much those friends had to love that man, that they would climb, carry this man up to the roof of a house and destroy someone's property, which in those, I mean, is it's, you know, it, it's, they could have gotten big trouble for that, but they did it anyway because they wanted to take a chance to see if this man Jesus could heal their friend, and and that's just you know, that's a what a great story about friends who who care for each other and about Jesus who is a you know, the ultimate healer. Now also Caleb, um, I'm sure you work a lot with uh, youth. So what do you think about? Um, People who are going through a tough time and uh, maybe don't feel as close to God, what would you say to them? Well, the first thing I would say is that it's okay um, because we all go through times where God just doesn't necessarily, we don't feel like we're very close with God. Um, that happens to everyone, you know, whether you're young or old, uh, male or female, whether you work. Um, you know, go to church all the time, work in the church, never go to church. Everybody's going to go through times when they just don't feel very tight with God. And so the first thing I would say is that's okay. You know, it's not like our whole lives are going to be, you know, like we're just moving along with God, um, always feeling like he's by our side. And the reason that ultimately we don't feel that close is because we, we stray away from that. And so, uh, for someone that that is struggling with that feeling, I would I would tell them to um, to be strong and to to have faith and and to surround themselves with people that love them and people that uh, people that they trust and people that they know and to continue to allow God to have room to come back when you've when you've strayed from God because. Um, God does work in mysterious ways, and we don't always understand what's going on in our lives until we look back in hindsight. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to answer that question because it's very, very specific to usually what's going on in that person's life. Um, but I think with prayer and with scripture reading and with being in relationship with your family and your friends and the people that you love, uh, I think you'll be surprised how quickly God can, can come back into our lives. Any more audience questions? Nope, no more. <laughs>
Uh, today we actually have a few gifts to give out from our sponsor, the CPYC store. Um, the Curly Hair Gang would like to thank the CPYC store, uh, Miss Jody Rush, Rush, and um, <laughs> uh, she gave us these gifts <laughs> to give out. Um, so, Caleb, we would like to present you with this CPYC bandana. Thank you for being on the show. Wow, thank you so much. I've wanted one of these. This is going to help me not get sunburnt because I'm allergic to sunscreen. Very cool. And then also we have this CPYC tumbler for our um, bracelet maker, Emma. We have a shirt to give out too, but we're going to do that. Well, we're not. We we'll do it later. We also have a shirt to give out, but we will do it later. Thank you to the CPYC store for being our first sponsor for the Curly Hair Gang. And uh, Caleb, thank you for coming on to the show. It's been great having you. Really great. I believe that's all we have for you today, so... Curly, Curly Hair, Hair Gang, Gang out.